It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Week 8 College Football Recap and Reaction Show. I'm your host, Gary Seekers. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GaryWCE. You can also follow me on Twitter at Winning Cures. That's right. Still no Gary WCE over there, but uh, but I'm hounding him, so it'll be back eventually. I, uh, I would almost guarantee it, but right now I'm actually kind of enjoying not being on Twitter too much, so it's it's a different world. Without it, Matt, I, I talked about this on a different podcast last week, Matt. The sky is bluer. Uh, it just everything seems better because I'm not just inundated with all this crap from Twitter all the time. Oh, it's a it's nice. It's like, nice. I, like I'm, I'm like I have a Twitter and I get on it sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I, I said Twitter is just like it's a giant room where everybody is just thinks that they're important and they all have a point that they want everyone to know. And it's like, most of this is just garbage. Oh yes. Oh yes. Are you on threads? Uh, So threads was like, I'm on there, but uh, I think I got on there right when everybody else did like right when it popped up. Oh yeah. And I tried to mess with it for a couple of weeks and realized, Oh, there was like, this is more chaos than Twitter. Like there's no, it's, it, it's not by date. It's not by, you don't know when anything yeah. is said. So there's yeah. no community aspect of it. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Well, yeah, it's this weird. post was like two weeks ago. Why am I seeing it today? Why is it this random order? Why is it talking about like mushrooms in South Dakota? That I don't, int- none of that interests me. Yeah. Why is this in the algorithm that, that would get to me? What's, but then like, this is the, and the crazy thing. And then people have some like, hardcore belief about whatever it is it, whatever is on there and it, it, again mushrooms in south dakota and people are like hardcore and then somehow somebody makes it political yes it the mushrooms like, somehow become either extreme it, left wing or extreme yeah, right wing. yes so if you like and it's oh it's a it's mayhem it's mayhem so the social media stuff is just whatever let's go ahead and do this go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh what you do and all that good stuff yeah physical therapist you find me at strong and healthy rehab on all socials instagram tiktok and uh the youtube the youtube trying trying to build that up more about you know keeping everybody healthy that's we've uh we've got it linked in the description so i I went and double checked last week i had your uh your matt underscore dip yeah the other ridiculous one uh, so if you're a PT, I, I you can find that one awesome <laughs> swapped it over we're good now we are good all right we got a lot to discuss today good gracious what a week in college football it was uh of course we got five games that we're going to discuss uh we could have talked about more in depth but 
we try and limit these things so that we can kind of recap everything that happened for the weekend. Uh, we'll start off with our weekly Heisman guys. Oh, let me let me do this. The Bet U.S. College Football Show is every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We've got a link in the description for that. You can find me and my official plays over there. Uh, you, of course, can find all the other shows that I do on Winning Cures the rest of the week right here on the channel. If you haven't already subscribed, please go ahead and do that. We hit 10,000 this week and, and soared past it. I think I hit 10,000 on Wednesday, and uh, we're at like 2120-something, 2130, whatever. So, like, it's... Steadily growing. We hit 10,000. Now on to the next one. Probably, I guess, the next goal would be 20. Uh, and then we'll hit 100,000. And then a million. And then whatever. You know, it's, I, I don't know how much of an audience there is for college football gambling, uh, which is the majority of what goes on on this site or in this uh, channel. But we would appreciate you if you would hit that subscribe button. And go ahead and hit the, uh, the like on the video because that helps get it out in front of more people, too. If anybody is in or if, if you're watching live or whatever, you want to jump into the chat, we certainly welcome that. We will interact with you. We enjoy the chats. So go ahead and toss those in there um, as well. Three Dog Thursday, every Thursday right here on the channel. TJ Reeves, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks sideline guy, also one of the BetUS hosts. He hosts the college football underdog show, Three Dog Thursday, uh, right here at 2 p.m. Central Time every Thursday. So now, Matt, let's get to it. Weekly Heisman, we do this every week where we're talking about guys that had just massive, massive weeks. Uh, I want to start us off today. Is that okay with you? Sounds good. All right. Oklahoma State running back, Ollie Gordon II, 29 carries, 282 yards, four touchdowns against West Virginia. West Virginia is supposed to be able to stop the run. They have not been able to stop the pass here recently. Uh, they could not slow this guy down. I mean, he was unbelievable in this spot, uh, and he's been doing this for weeks now. Like, they they didn't really use him the first couple of weeks, it felt like, and then they realized, oh, we've got this guy. We should probably use him. So, uh, Ali Gordon II from Oklahoma State is uh, mm -hmm. is my dude because he has completely turned around the uh, the poke season. So, I'm I'm big on that. Mike Gundy is now 5-2, and two, but that 2 includes uh, a loss to Iowa State, who is not very good. And they lost to South Alabama. And, and it wasn't just a lot. It was 33 to 7 at home. So that normally does not happen. But they they flipped the switch. They are looking better because of Ollie Gordon. Who uh who have you got for your weekly Heisman? So probably uh I don't know if people are gonna agree with this. Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh yeah. So had a, I mean it was a really good game, Penn State. 11 was it uh 11 reception, 162 yards, a touchdown. And yes. not yes. not a huge offensive high scoring game yeah but this dude like he he's a huge target he had 16 targets nobody yeah. else on that team had more than six and uh dude marvin harrison is awesome like he is the penn state killer he has done this against them multiple times <laughs> yeah and then i want to say for the offensive line trevor keegan left tackle michigan had a really good game. I, I watched some of the highlights. Pr pretty solid. I think they got one of their touchdowns right over the top of him. Love I'm, that. I'm, I'm going to go him. Didn't give up a sack. Only one oh, sack in the game, which was a former Mississippi State transfer. <laughs> but Keegan didn't give up. Keegan so, didn't give it up, so yeah, we're going to give him give one, of the, one yeah. of the weekly husbands. Yeah, uh, my other guy is a, uh, is a safety, but he didn't play safety in this game. Uh, or what? Well, how about this? He starred 
in an offensive role, and that was uh, Siani Vaki. Safety for Utah, he had nine carries for 68 yards against USC, and then he had five catches for 149 yards and two touchdowns against USC. So this guy was all over the field, right? So he starred not as a safety, but as an offensive weapon, and that dude is legit. Utah, what in the world? We're going to talk about that game. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that. Was, that was awesome. So you got anybody else uh, that you want to highlight? Um, Missouri, Cody, was it Schroeder? Yeah. Schroeder? Yeah. 26 game, carries. I didn't, even, I didn't even finish watching that game. <laughs> it got so ugly for South Carolina. Yeah, that did. 152 yards, and he got, what, two touchdowns? 11, yeah. Two receptions for 11 yards. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Legit. I mean, Missouri kind of, uh, <laughs> love that in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> M. Gobosky, nominating Michigan offensive yes. lineman for weekly Heisman's is why I subscribed and clicked the bell for your live streams. <laughs> I would say the Heisman become more worth it when an offensive lineman wins it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Michigan, just a beating. In Missouri, uh, they get a week off, and the next game that they play is in Athens. So they will be 7-1 and one coming off a bye week as Georgia is getting done against Florida. This next week. So week 10, going to be a, a big-time week. Missouri, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, uh, the SEC will be figured out that weekend, I would I would assume. So uh, the college football playoff top four for right now. Who uh, who are you looking at for this? You, you want to give me your top four first? Sure. So I'm going to go, all right, I'm actually going to go in the order this time. <laughs> Michigan putting them one. Because okay. they are just, they're getting it done. That they just line up, no nonsense. The, We're the not playing around. Stuff does not affect me at all. I've got them number one as well. Yeah. Uh, the I don't care about the sign stealing because everybody does this. I feel like this is a witch hunt against Jim Harbaugh right now from the NCAA. I don't care if they were able to go out and steal your signs. That's on you. <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm with you. They're killing everybody, killing them. So Michigan's number one. It gets me with the sign stealing because I played baseball. And it's like, oh, okay. If you may notice, like, hey, whenever they do this, this happens. Are you going to be like, okay, no, we're not going to pretend like that. Did. But, I mean, I can understand, like, if you got somebody, like, looking, like, at least have the, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, they're just crushing everybody. Because <laughs> I think they're all doing it. Yeah, all they, every, doing every, it. everybody's doing it. Yes. Everybody's doing it. Uh, number two, Washington. They had a down game. Arizona State at home was at 15 to 7. Yeah. But you just came off that that Oregon game. Yeah, it was a letdown spot. So okay, but but I but I think based upon the rest of the year, they look pretty good. So I, I think they're number two. Okay. Who you got? I I've got Ohio State too now because it went over Penn State, went over Notre Dame. I've told you every time we talked about this, wins have to matter, right? So I I think that the Ohio State team, so Michigan one Ohio State two for me is, I'm not usually this guy, but yeah I, I, I don't I don't like it for the playoffs to have teams from the same conference who are going to play each other, because I'm like you're going to knock one out. So I'm just like, what one of them going to be think knocked that, out? But I mean, my God, both of them made it last year, yeah. right? So yeah, which 
ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. It's yeah. all ridiculous. But I think that those two are now. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State offense isn't great, but that defense is. I mean, that defense is absolutely legit. So, uh, and they got they got yeah. two massive wins. So I've got mm-hmm. Ohio State two. You got Washington two. Uh, who you got three? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Kind of drop okay. them down a little bit because they're just not wowing anybody. No, of course not. And then you got Bowers. He's out right now. It's true. They still got talent, but they, they do a lot of talent. My number three is Florida State. So I again, wins matter, whatever. And they didn't look great against Duke, but they found a way to get it done, and they got it done going away. Right, and people can say, "Well, if Riley Leonard had played the whole game, then da da da." It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what that was. Like, it wasn't. That was a shell of Riley Leonard, uh, and he was not the reason why Duke was in that ball game. The pick six and everything else was why Duke was in the ball game. But uh, yeah, I am. It, Florida State again. Wins got to matter. I still think the win at Clemson is big. Uh, Florida mm-hmm. State still got some big games, but that's who yeah. I've got three. So who? Yeah. let's it, go through again. I've got Michigan one, Ohio State two, Florida State three. Uh, what are your top three again? So I got Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and then four, I have uh, Florida State because I kind of feel like they're about the same kind, like, like Georgia. Good team. A little rocky, a little unsure at times. They, they mean that Duke game was a pretty big game. They did pull it out, you know, one second. Yep. So I'm like, Ugh. I don't feel like they're like a, a Michigan. I don't know. Oh, they're, no. they're just, they're just walking in and just demolishing every, you know, it's like, they have to fight and they're just a good team. M. Goboski jumped back in the chat. He said, my last comment for now, so I don't come off as spamming, uh, but Michigan didn't have the signs or that Connor Stallions guy last night. And they had the best performance of the year. Weird. Uh, true. Very true, like, but that is a Michigan State team that is just yeah. abysmal. They are so bad, so bad. All right, so you got Florida State four. I've got Oklahoma four. I put Oklahoma up there, uh, and the reason for that is, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, so Oklahoma is number one in my five factors rankings, uh, and that is points per play offense, uh, net success rate. Uh, or sorry, points per play offense and defense. So net points per play, uh, net success rate, net field position, uh, net points per opportunity. So any how well do you finish drives? And then uh, net havoc rate, So which is part turnover, part tackles for loss, tar- like all that kind of stuff. You toss all that stuff together, and then I include talent into that ranking, and Oklahoma is number one. So my, my top 10 on that, Oklahoma one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, Penn State four, Florida State five, Oregon six, Georgia seven, Washington eight, Texas nine, LSU ten, and then you got Alabama, Notre Dame, Tennessee, A and M, and Utah as your as your next five. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I think Oklahoma does all the little things well, and they could have easily lost that game to UCF yesterday. Mm-hmm. The win against Texas, massive. They took advantage of big-time opportunities there. Um, yeah, uh, until they lose, I'll have Oklahoma right there, and uh, and then we'll go from there. My, uh, still, my, Go ahead. I still think Oklahoma's going to sneak in. I don't want to put them there. I think they're going to get in. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to put them there yet because yeah. there's, there's some holes in the, the – yeah, Georgia, if, if Georgia or FSU – I don't know. I'm probably probably Washington. I think one of somebody somebody's going to slip up. 
and it's going to bloop, and it's Michigan is. I'm with. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Michigan is. They're on a mission. That's what. Whenever I see them, they're just focused on a mission. We are going for a national title. Yes, they were incredible. Last night, absolutely incredible. Uh, I've got Georgia at five, Washington six, and then my seven through ten is just a hodgepodge. It's whatever order you want to put them in. I got Penn State, Oregon, Texas, Bama. Like it, whatever. And Bama probably drop out because they'll probably lose to LSU because they can't keep up because that LSU offense is stupid. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, but but I, I, we're getting to the point now as we get closer into November where you're going to have some people that are falling off. You're going to have the frauds, right, that just kind of fall mm-hmm. off. We had, we had North Carolina fall off. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, you had USC fall out of the pack. I mean, they, they got two losses now. Probably going to end up with four or five losses uh, unless they get something turned around quick. And yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just mayhem. Let's, uh, you ready to get into the games? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go on and do it. We'll start off with, of course, the biggest game of the day. And that was Ohio State 20, Penn State 12. And let's go on and share the screen so that we can get it out here for everybody. Da, 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 da. All right. I got to figure out how to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, Ohio State, like it, they would not allow, they would not allow Penn State to do anything offensively. Uh, Penn State was one of sixteen on third down. There it is. Yeah, one of sixteen on third down, and that that one was late, late, late in the ball game. Penn State ran sixty-eight total plays and had two hundred and forty total yards. Had 49 rushing yards. Uh, Sack adjusted was 85 rushing yards. They were not great by any stretch of the imagination. Gave up eight tackles for loss. Gave up four sacks. Uh, Penn State could not get anything going. Nick Singleton uh, was pretty good. Nine carries, 48 yards. Uh, Allen, nine carries, 26 yards. Uh, Drew Aller, of course, where the sacks come in, seven attempt or seven carries for negative 23. But Aller, 18 out of 42 passing, 191 yards. He did have the one touchdown late. Ohio State didn't look great. They weren't overwhelming on offense. Um, Yeah, it was just a normal, hey, we're just going to outdo you. Right? (laughs) That's that's what it felt like. What what did you see in this ballgame? Yeah. That kind of got me with that defensive touchdown. I got called back. Yeah. I always hate that when it's holding so far away from the play. And it's like, oh, I know it's a penalty. So far away, and that negates it. And it like, oh. That would have changed the entire ballgame. Th- that would have. I, yeah. I think that would have just. It, you put more pressure like, on Ohio State's offense there, and, yeah. and maybe things go wrong. Yeah. But. And, and I feel like Penn State is always a really, really good team, but they just can't get past Ohio State. Michigan, they they just can't get over that. But maybe one red zone, uh, they they were in the red zone one time in this ball. Yeah, they they just they just just look so good against everyone else. And then in this game, it was like, no, it's you just weren't as good as Ohio State, and this the Ohio State defense just covering them up. And and cheers to the Penn State defense as well, right? I mean, they held they held Ohio State to three sixty five. Total yards, uh, 79 rushing yards. 
Uh, Ohio State did have, you know, some guys out. They they didn't have um, Travion Williams um, or Henderson, excuse me, Travion Henderson. Uh, they did have Mayan Williams, but he was 24 carries for 62 yards. That's 2.6 a carry. Uh, you know, they just, there was nothing that was overwhelming about the Ohio State offense, and they didn't really put the game away until the fourth quarter. So Penn State had plenty of opportunities. But, mm-hmm. man, it was just – it was not to be. Uh, as you look at the the stats here from game on paper, yeah, EPA per play. I mean, Penn State was seventh percentile in the country. That's not good. Uh, but Ohio State wasn't great. They were 40th. Uh, success rate, not great. There's There was nothing good here. At Ohio State, their yards per drop back was okay. But, I mean, my gosh, when you've got a, a cheat code like Marvin Harrison Jr., of course mm-hmm. it's going to be all right. So that's, you know – uh, let's see. Let's look at the uh, the chat right quick. Um, da, 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 da. Thanks for your service, gents. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're talking. Uh, Preston jumped in. Go Tigers! Got to score forty two to beat us. Yeah, to beat LSU. Uh, Ohio State was never in doubt. Uh, Penn State, a really good first half team. A lot of hype and adrenaline for rolling both teams. And man, I tell you what, I'm starting to think uh, about that game in Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Might be winnable with this tough attitude team in Columbus. Uh, since the sacks at Michigan-Ohio State this year will be for the ages, remarkable programs uh, with outstanding performances at home and away so far, and Penn State will not get over the hump until they do. That's oh, I like that. I like that. Since the sacks said smash that like button. Yeah, <laughs> help us out. Help us out. Smash the like. We would appreciate that. Um, let's see. M. Goboski said Google. Interesting. I don't know what Google – I don't know what we're talking. So <laughs> Anyway, uh, was there anything else from this game that really stood out to you? I mean, it was kind of a ho-hum, just... Yeah. It was kind of boring, to be completely it, it, honest. It, yeah, it was. It wasn't, like, really super exciting, you know, the defensive touchdown is, but after that, it was like... Huh. Here's the thing. There's nothing... Like, low-scoring games aren't... That doesn't mean it's bad football, right? No, no. However, uh, this was... Obviously, you had good defense, but there was just something missing. There was it didn't feel exciting. It didn't feel like a big game. Yeah, because it, you always it, there's usually at least the hope that something is going to happen. But you can mm-hmm. kind of tell early. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Oh, sorry. M. <laughs> Goboski said sorry. I typed Google in the chat instead of my browser. I want to go to the CPA page. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> look, go to gameonpaper.com. That's where you go check it out. Those guys are awesome. They got they got great charts over there. So it's it's got all the big plays from the game, everything else. So give them a shout out, definitely. But yeah, uh, it, there's nothing wrong with a low scoring football game. I like defensive slugfest, but this didn't feel like that. This felt, I don't know, it, it, something felt off with it. It didn't ever feel like Penn State really had an opportunity, even though they were they were down by one possession basically the entire ball game. It feel the same for you. Yeah, it, it just never felt like no. The Ohio State's got this. Penn State's yes. they're, they're hanging, but they're not going to over overcome. I I just yes, it's just ridiculous, just yeah. ridiculous. Kind of All disappointed. Right. I want to see Penn State beat them. I I do. I well, want yeah. to see Penn State do good. Everybody would like to see Penn State do something at some point, just so that there is like an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I mean, we all kind of knew, like Ohio State at home. Mm, we don't sure. know much about this Penn State offense. 
Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we'll move on to the SEC game of the day. And Alabama 34, Tennessee 20. And Matt, I am not going to lie to you. I was I was struggling that first half. Whoo, boy. That first half, I was I was not happy about anything that was going on. I went in. Uh, and so, of course, my daughter is six weeks old today. And this was the first time that I had pulled out the hard liquor in quite some time. So I got the tequila. I got the Rocks tequila, Tamana, I think, or Terra, Terra, whatever it is. I got that stuff. It's very smooth uh, because I just mix it with water. Very easy. Takes the edge off the top just a touch. And, man, uh, that calmed me down. It apparently calmed down the Alabama Crimson Tide because they performed significantly better after halftime. They had two uh, turnovers in the first half that led to 10 Tennessee points. And, look, Joe Milton came out just just slinging that thing. He That first touchdown pass that he threw to score white – was a thing of absolute beauty. And after that, they had two first and goals and turned those into field goals. So props to, of course, Alabama's defense for that. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee outgained Alabama. A lot of that had to do with the uh, the first half because if you look, uh, we'll, we'll jump to the comparisons here. Yeah, second half, Alabama outgained them by about 100 yards. Um, had double the... Uh, rushing yards per attempt like it was it was wild it was a completely different second half uh Tennessee did have the one turnover that led directly to an Alabama touchdown it was returned for a touchdown uh and yet even though Alabama did perform admirably in the second half there are still so many flaws with this team that, that I just I don't know what to expect uh week to week I just it, it makes no sense you see in the first half here I mean, it was a completely different ballgame. Alabama, 17 rushing attempts for 0.9 yards. In the second half, 25 rushing attempts for 4.9 yards per attempt. That is, it's it's wild. Like, it, it was two completely different games in each half. So, I I don't know what to make of it. Uh, what, what did you think of this ballgame? I thought Tennessee had it. But Their players kind of said the same thing. Do you hear yeah. that? In the yeah. in the post game, they were like, "Yeah, we kind of thought at halftime that this thing was over." Yeah, and, and then the Bama's defense in the second half, I was like, "Nope, nope, nope." They woke up, they decided to show up. Man, it was it was brutal. This is the fourth time this year that Alabama has been down at the half. They have won three of them. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. Everything about this game was ridiculous. Uh, let's look at some of the stats. We'll, we'll go through some of the players that, that made the thing. Jalen Milrow, this guy, I swear to you, his numbers always look good. Always look good. But, man, he makes some of the most, like, mind-blowing decisions that I cannot figure out to <laughs> save my life. <laughs> he, he was 14 of 21 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and he had the one pick, right? It, the The... Passing like yards per pass or yards per completion, 15.7. I mean, it, it is absolutely a dink and bomb offense because it's only short stuff or it's way down the field. And and yet, like he takes so many sacks, 
He holds on to the ball too long. He doesn't get the offense set sometimes. It is, it's a, I don't get it. I don't understand how it works in his head. But hey, Nick Saban is, uh, he came on uh, McAfee show last week and was just praising this kid to the high heavens. And I just don't get it. <laughs> I think that left tackle had a, he, he was getting tore up out there. Ooh, the uh, the left guard, uh, Robinson, went out for a little bit, right? They they kind of carried him off the field. I thought he was going to be gone for a while, but he popped back up in the second half, and they looked all right. I mean, it, it's Yeah, I thought Bama was supposed to have a really good line. It, this, it has not clicked. Yeah. It, it has not. I mean, it did in the second half. Yeah. I mean, my guy <laughs> uh, only gave up three sacks. Alabama's offensive line yesterday. Only three sacks, which – Against that Tennessee defensive line, mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, only gave up four sacks. Excuse me, four sacks, only five tackles for loss. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. A lot of the sacks this year have been on the quarterback because they just hold on to the ball too long. But I, ugh, just crazy. Uh, since the sack jumped in, said Tennessee showed up for sure. Uh, or sure, but let's be honest, Bama's finding themselves week to week, game to game. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I let's let's look at the uh, the game on paper uh, numbers. I mean, this thing was back and forth, back and forth uh, about halftime or so, and then Alabama just ran away with it. Uh, Joe Milton was great in the first half, not great in the second. Half. Hey, I got to tell you right quick. Hold on, let's pull this off the screen. Let's have a let's have a face to face, a heart to heart. People that watch this channel should know I am an Alabama fan. I have been for a long, long time. Look. I had more fun. I was up feeding the baby at one o'clock in the morning last night. And I had more fun listening to Tennessee podcasts that were complaining <laughs> about the officiating <laughs> because that's all they wanted to do. There were several <laughs> of them and you could just go and search on your podcast app for like Tennessee football pod or whatever. And man, you would have thought that it, they were there were people that were talking about there should be an investigation by the NCAA into this. I mean, it was all kind of stuff. It's like now you want to call on the NCAA. Now you want to call the SEC for help. Like, come on, man. Like last year was pretty egregious going Tennessee's way. This year it was pretty egregious going Alabama. That happens in football. It doesn't matter where the game is. It's going to happen. But what happened on that football field was not due to the officials. I can guarantee you that. But I had an absolute blast listening to these guys uh, complain about it. I, I got to tell you, Huey, you and I talked about this uh, years and years ago. I used to – so AM radio, all that stuff. And now you can listen to it on uh, podcast or on mm -hmm. you know the Farsi Network, whatever else. But WWL down in New Orleans – after an LSU loss, they had, they would have a call-in show that ran basically all night. It was Bobby Hebert and whoever else. But you could pick that thing up from New Orleans all the way up to Memphis. It just went straight up I-55. and it, I mean, it'd go all the way up to almost St. Louis. And you could pick it up clear as day on your on your radio dial. And after an LSU game where they look like crap or, or Les Miles did something crazy or whatever else, you could pick up the call-in show. And that is some of the best radio that will ever be ever. <laughs> Listening to them complain, of, even if they won the game, but they just didn't look great. Oh, man, it'd be, it would be hours, hours and hours. Uh, M. Goboski jumped in. He said, there's a reason Joe Milton lost his job at Michigan to Cade McNamara. 
Yes. Yes. But uh, to be fair, still don't think they're really using him, right? You got fourth and one twice, went for it, didn't run him either time. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. There was another no, no, three times, fourth and one. They did get one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got one when they actually ran him up the gut and he just moved the entire line by himself. The other two times, they had him hand off once from shotgun, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. There's a, there's a whole world of stuff that we could get into here. But, Huey, what uh, what else do you want to bring out from this game? I will say, if you beat Alabama two years in a row, the NCAA investigates you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think Ole Miss learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, Ole Miss, t- was it uh, A&M? Like, you don't beat them two years in a row. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. So, uh, Chris, that used to be on the show here, uh, he he talked about that quite a bit, quite a bit. So, <laughs> Preston said, "Well, LSU is about to get investigated." Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, the yeah, game's Tuscaloosa. You you never know yeah. about the officiating, right? I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, not the could... Alabama team of old. Like it's it's still. I think we're still yes. used, just comparing it to them, where it's just like. Oh, this this phenomenal team! It's like they look mortal. They they they're kind of a hundred percent, and yes, a lot of it's self inflicted. I mean, it's just they're they're wild, but they are still talented enough to win every game left on the schedule. It's the way it goes. Uh, let's let's move ahead. Let's move ahead. I got to I got to get the ball rolling. All right, Pac twelve, Pac twelve after dark, Utah thirty four, USC thirty two. Let's pull it up on the screen. This one, who boy, I thought Utah had just run away with this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and USC found a way to get back into it, etc. And USC scored too soon. Punt return by Zachariah Branch uh, leads to a, a quick USC score, and that leaves Utah plenty of time to get right down the field. And, and look, the, the run by Bryson Barnes was awesome. Uh, the kid that I was talking about, Vaki. Yeah, right here, I, I talked about it. Nine attempts for 68 yards, rushing, and then he had five catches for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he was awesome. He was 113 yards after catch. That's not bad. Not bad. Uh, Caleb Williams, you know, 24 out of 34 passing, 256 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, he did have one rushing touchdown, 10 attempts, 27 yards. Uh, USC's offense is obviously talented enough to be able to put up some yards on Utah, but they could not consistently do it. And, man, going into that fourth quarter, it felt like, I mean, it just felt like the game was done. I mean, it it got to, you know, 28-14, to and then 31-23, I kind of thought, all right, well, at this point, I, I think this thing's done. When USC had to settle for a field goal with three minutes left and thought it was done, and... Yeah, this was this was wild. What were your takeaways on this one? I know everyone had talked about like you, uh, Utah. Like, okay, they're going to beat USC in this game. And I was kind of expecting, okay, Utah is going to get them. And when they went up, oh yeah, perfect, they got it. Couldn't count USC out, but yeah, gave them a little too much time. Go down the field, kick that field goal. Hey, let me and, tell you, USC's defense. Like that kind of told the end of that game told you everything you needed to know, right? Utah's offense has been putrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, just awful. And 
USC allowed them to go down the field in the final minute to kick the game-winning field goal. Like, they they had enough time with their timeouts and everything to be able to center the ball for the field goal team. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it was just – it was amazing to watch. And, again, the body language, everything else. Did you see what – uh, what's the guy, Acho, uh, from Fox? He tweeted out last night about, you know, Caleb, the national championship gone, Heisman Trophy done. Uh, there's no reason for you to continue playing college football, my man. Like, hey, if I were him, I would just hang it up and get ready for, you know, protect your investment, uh, protect yourself, get ready for the NFL. It's like, yo, he got a bunch of NIL contracts and everything else. And like, it's one loss in the PAC 12. It's like, it, you're telling me that a PAC 12 title means absolutely nothing. Why on earth would you just sit out? Like that is, I don't know. I found it very strange. Emmanuel Acho, that's the guy's name. It was very strange to, to see that immediately after the ball game last night. But what what yeah. are your thoughts here? Cause I, I do not agree with that sentiment at all. No, no, it, it I was listening to something about all the 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 uh, stuff that Caleb Williams' agent and all that stuff wants to do, like some ownership stuff. Flummo raps, man. I like listening to that guy <laughs> breaking all that down on that. And I, I don't know. Maybe that jaded me last night watching a little bit of USC with him. And just, I I think he still needs to keep playing. Like, still keep. You got to don't hang it up. Don't do. You know. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. No, but the chances of him winning a back-to-back Heisman were like yeah. slim to none anyway. Yeah, is that? And I mean, I think to really ever do that, you have to come out and just, just to do better than you did the year before, and just be like, you have to give it to him. But he's still a solid player. He's still solid. Yes, he's fine. That entire team, there is something so wrong with that entire team. It's not just the defense, like. The, the offense is still super talented, and obviously you saw last night. Like, when they want to, they can go down and score. But that is just a ridiculous – like, the body language on that team, they look so defeated before the game was even over. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they just – I don't know what it is about them this year. Yeah. But they, there's very little fight, it looked like. So, yeah, they, they, I mean, they found a way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's another team that's like I would think with like the players that you have, that it's like we're USC. We're just going to come in here. We're going to dominate. At least be a little cocky when you come in. Don't get down as soon as you start. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Absolutely agreed. It's just wild. Um, since the sack jumped in, the fact Utah was able to score thirty points is a gimme every time they hit that number. Um, yeah, he said Caleb can recruit some top defenders, but Caleb's going to be in the NFL next year. Like I. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, he is yeah. gone. Uh, let's see. Preston, his stock definitely dropped, but his pockets won't feel it if he stays. He ain't staying. He ain't staying. Uh, and then, let's see. Since the sack, these young quarterbacks get pushed to the NFL too quick. We need more experience, even for a junior starter, as we're seeing. Yes. However, he's going to make a ton of money playing in the NFL next year. And, and then he'll get to develop there. Uh, but this is... And this is his third season with Lincoln Riley. What else are you going to learn if he stays for another year? I mean, at this point, like, you stay in L.A., 
and you are like the the top of the show, mm, may, that might not be all that great. Like if he goes to Arizona, like maybe that'll be better for him because he'll be playing with actual professionals that don't allow, you know, uh, the don't they don't allow the ego. We'll say that. Uh, yeah, M. Goboski, the first overall pick is going to get a thirty million dollars signing bonus. He's gone, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's gone. Ain't no sense in even talking about that. Caleb yeah. Williams ain't sticking around. I know his daddy yeah. said something, however, like whenever it was, but yeah. Ain't no yeah, sense and, even and if you and if you have you risk having a bad year or a mediocre year or whatever in your draft stock getting hurt. Matt Leinert had this. Yeah. Like way back when he could have been the number one pick coming out after his junior. Now he was still like the tenth pick, but like number one money is way different than number 10 money. Way, way different. And cheers to anybody that wants to stick around and, and know that you'll oh, still yeah. be a first rounder. Sure. Obviously, it's your life. I ain't telling you what to do, but uh I don't know. It don't look like Caleb Williams really gives two rips about going to school anyway. So I don't know. We'll see. Who am I to judge this kid? Right? <laughs> Who am I to judge this kid? Uh, next game on the board. We're not going to spend super long on this, but wow, what a uh, wild night in the ACC. We're going to talk about two of those games. First one, whoo, North Carolina. Of course, Mac Brown would lose this game. I mean, this is just Drake May. In this game, 24 out of 48 passing, 347 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. The one pick was late in the game, but 50% passing against Virginia's defense. Tony Musket, the quarterback for Virginia, 20 of 30 passing, 208 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You had Paris Jones that ran for 67 yards. That's 4.8. You had Mike Hollins. 4.4 4.4 yards per carry on 15 attempts. Tony Musket, the quarterback, 5.5 yards per carry on 12 attempts. Kobe Pace ran 11 times for 30 yards. That's 2.7. Uh, Virginia put up 436 yards of offense on Gene Chizik's defense. Matt, what did you take away from this ball game? <laughs> I wonder where the South, the the North Carolina team, like, did y'all leave them, like? <laughs> In the locker room? Like, why is Virginia staying in this game that much? And then, like, I, I've been liking watching North Carolina. I've been really enjoying that. You didn't capitalize on that, uh, um, the fumble into the end zone, which I, I feel like that would have sealed the deal for Virginia if you did that. Oh, yeah. And it, But you got the ball back. And I really... Oh, and if May, if just had a game-winning drive at the end, maybe more Heisman talk or whatnot, you solidify something. Just if you drove down the field, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Threw the pick at the end of the game. Um, oh. I, look, they goofed up when they gave up 14 points in that first quarter. Oh, yes. You can't. You just. It, it, the issue to me is the fact that Virginia held the ball for 37 minutes in this game. Uh, North Carolina, it's not that North Carolina gave them the game because no. the only turnover was at the end of the game. Yep. They, they just didn't capitalize. Virginia just beat them. Yeah. And that's what's crazy. There was nothing fluky. Like, I mean, it was it was just wild. Uh, <laughs> Gee whiz said Walker disrupted May's progress. Got a 
got a new toy and changed his playing style. Uh, yeah, if you look at this, 18 targets for Tez Walker. It, but it, again, 18 targets. He had 11 catches, 146 yards, one touchdown. Yes, I'm with you about it changed his playing style. But like, are we are we really sure? Because like Jones had 10 targets. Uh, Nate McCollum had 11 targets and only caught two passes. Like, you know, I mean, is it really on Tez Walker? I don't, I don't think so. This was, this was the defense for North Carolina, which had been kind of hyped up a little bit from the beginning of the season, but Virginia just had a a plan. They did. They whooped them. They did. They came out and just how they were running the ball, but just, I'm like, geez, I can't, Where's this Virginia team been? Right. What's up? Uh, you know, yeah, it, it got to halftime. I'm like, okay, okay, North Carolina. <clears throat> Let's get this turned around. Nope. Nope. More of the same in the second half. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It was just wild. I mean, Virginia gave them opportunities. So two, uh, two turnovers. I mean, we had all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. So. North Carolina just could not uh, could not finish this thing out. And hey, cheers to Virginia, right? Like, cheers to those guys for getting that done. Because uh, it, since this act said Chapel Hill was due for an L, um, but look, it, Virginia had been so bad. This is only their second win of the year. Uh, their first over a an FBS team because the other the other win was against uh, William and Mary. Virginia last year was so bad. Then you had the tragedy that ended the season early. This year, like your first ACC win comes against undefeated top 10 North Carolina. And by the way, by the way, let's talk about the fact that, uh, well, maybe I should bring this up. Let's talk about how uh, North Carolina is now the the fourth top 10 team to lose this year. I mean, (laughs) maybe that number 10 spot is just cursed. Like maybe that's it. So, because I can't figure... Like this game made no sense, absolutely no, no sense. No, it, it did. It. I don't get it. I, don't I, get I it. was I was kind of wondering that one pass to uh, Walker right at the end. I'm like, oh, were they going to call pass interference on it? But, but he did throw the ball high. He did throw it high, yeah. and I'm like, why did you you sell that? But oh. why why would you put yourself in a position to hope for a call? Like the yeah. call has to be the thing that gets you across the finish line. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, now I always say, you never leave it in the hands of the referees. You never, you never just line up, beat the snot out of the other team. You don't have to worry about whatever calls go on. Exactly. But take oh. care of your business and you won't ever have to worry about it. But alas, it is what North Carolina yeah. does. So uh, let's talk about this other ACC game right quick. And uh, let's see, right? My time's down. Miami 28. Clemson 20 in double overtime. Oh man. Oh man. Uh let's let's pull it up on the on the stream here. Let's see what we got here. Uh you notice that name there? Williams. The backup. Tyler Van Dyke didn't even play. 24 out of 33, 151 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Hey. Like it, it obviously it wasn't the passing game that really won it for Miami. Mm-hmm. That running game was awesome. They were they were pretty good. Sack adjusted rushing yards, 211. Yeah, look at that. 211, 211. No issues. 
Clemson got no sacks. I mean, I I don't, buddy. I don't know what to make of of this Miami team. I don't know what to make of this Clemson team. I would love yeah. to hear your thoughts here because I turned this on in the third quarter and was just completely flabbergasted, right? Because I, I saw Clemson go up 17 to seven. I'm like, okay, well, this is, this works, mm-hmm. but yikes. I mean, this, this Clemson, Clemson now has three ACC losses before we even get to Halloween. What do you think about it? They're not, yeah, they're not again what that team was that were winning the national, you know, making the playoffs and national falling back down to the. I feel like they're just kind of going into the middle. A good team, but Miami wanted it. I think I felt like Miami just wanted that game more. And the more the the more the game went along, the more like confident they were, and it felt like Clemson was just like losing confidence, like. The momentum, like when you play in NCAA and you can start getting the momentum, like that's what happens. Miami was just getting more and more and more and more and more, and Clemson was just scrapping and fighting. This. That's a, that's one hundred percent what it felt like. You look at the rushing yards. I mean, thirty-one yeah. rushing yards for Clemson. Thirty-one, and I understand like sack adjusted to seventy. Like Miami's defensive line bowed up. Yeah, I mean they looked good. So Clemson had four fumbles, lost two of them. Uh, Clemson three turnovers in this game, didn't get a sack, uh, no tackles for loss, or well, nine tackles for loss, but Miami had 10. Uh, like, this was cheers to Miami. I mean, it's hard to feel good for Miami, obviously, <laughs> but after how the last two weeks have gone, uh, how strange that this Miami team that just kind of beats up Clemson here uh, couldn't beat North Carolina, who then goes and gets just whooped by Virginia. Like, explain any of this to me. Like, <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, Gee whiz, said, Gary, you read stat lines better than I read English. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> I've been doing I, it for years. I've been doing it I'm, for years. You gotta, do, you gotta read box scores quick. I do question that that play call for Clemson at the end of the game. Why are you oh. sending your quarterback? A re- what are you doing? It may. It, I don't understand it. Like, I think I think that offense is going to get better with Garrett Riley, but it is very obvious to me right now that none of them are on the same page. No. Like, there's no reason why Cade Klubnik should be running the ball 14 times and Will Shipley, your leading rusher, running it 15 times. That That's not... Cade Klubnik, I understand that he is pretty athletic. That ain't the way that you want to go with that quarterback. It just... it, And I know... You look at these receivers, he ain't got a – they don't have a dominant wide receiver. They don't have a no. super athletic guy that can just beat everybody over the top, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then that horse collar on the two-point, I felt like that could have been a – Yeah. Okay, you got him. Oh, horse collar. Just ridiculous. Like, I know when they're like – it, it it gets me as the announcer is like, oh, you just can't do that. I'm like, you're trying to tackle the guy. You're grabbing for anything. You don't do it on purpose. No. Like, most of the time, you don't do it on purpose. <laughs> most of the time. Uh, look at how much this thing flipped towards the end of the game. You see, it it's all Clemson for most of the second half. And then the win probability jumps up, jumps back over to Clemson, 
jumps up to Miami, jumps back to Clemson, up to Miami, back to Clemson, Miami on the last play. I mean, just it it was this was an incredibly exciting game, mm-hmm. incredibly exciting game. Oh yeah, yay! What a uh, what a bunch of mayhem in the ACC. Oh, what a bunch of mayhem! All right, we're uh, we're gonna try and do rapid fire. We're not gonna be able to get through too too much, uh, but we will start off with let's go on and pull up the let's see pull up the scores here. We'll start with the SEC. Let's see, fifty one. 58 is my time there. SEC, share on the screen. Ole Miss, 28-21. Cheers to Lane Kiffin because uh, Joe Goodman at AL.com wrote before the game that if uh, Kiffin lost to this Auburn team, that Ole Miss should fire him. So, (laughs) Uh, Auburn is a bad football team, and Ole Miss did try to give the game away with multiple turnovers, muff punts, everything else. Uh, But this Ole Miss team is just better than this Auburn team, and they found a way to cover the game. Do you, uh, you do you watch any of this one? I had I had it on and watched it. I was like, was it 14, 14 and a half? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll miss. They came in and say, okay, they're, they're going to handle this. Yeah, it was it was 28 to 14 in the fourth quarter, and Auburn scored with like a minute left somewhere around there. So uh, not not too much drama towards the end of that game. Uh, Army and LSU. Boy, I, I had a bet on Army plus 32 in this game. <laughs> that thing was over. Like middle of the second quarter, I said, "Good Lord!" Uh, now I did not know that Army starting quarterback was out, uh, and I I looked through injury reports and I just never saw it, so I missed big time on that one. But this LSU offense is just clicking, and I tell you this: if I were LSU, I would I would pray, I would I would wish that we did not have a bye week because that offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. And you take a week off, and you can kind of you can get a little rusty. So we've seen it before, but Jalen Daniels is just, man, he had a, him go Bosky said, LSU hates our military. <laughs> there was a pass that Jaden Daniels was, he was rolling out on almost a, not a full sprint, but he was rolling. Like he was obviously going fast. Like he's running and he throws this ball down the sideline uh, to, uh, to what's the kid's name? Brian Thomas. Um, yeah, Brian Thomas. Uh, he, I mean, on a dime. It was so beautiful. It was like an 80-yard touchdown. Like, I i hadn't seen anything that accurate in a long, long time. But that team is that team is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, if I were any team in the SEC, I'd be, I would not want to play this team. So, do you, do you watch any of that one? No, I missed that one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you didn't miss much, obviously. But. Yeah, I mean, watching that, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Missouri 34, South Carolina 12. We talked about that just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Missouri looking Missouri good. Is good. I mean, it's seven and one right now. South Carolina, like, this is one of them years where South Carolina is just going to have to eat it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this does not mean to Shane, like, don't fire Shane Beamer. I think he's still doing a pretty good job, but they just ain't got the dude right now. No. It's, it's crazy. Uh, since the sacks that Jalen Daniels is the best looking quarterback against bad teams ever. <laughs> Just wild. Uh, this one, we got to talk about this. Mississippi State 7, Arkansas 3. In maybe the most abysmal game that anybody has ever watched, ever. Right? And this this rivals the 3-2 to two Auburn State game from back when Tommy Tuberville and Sylvester Croom were there. Uh, this was, 
Like Mike Wright started at quarterback for state. Will Rogers didn't even play. Uh, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas, 97 yards passing and one interception. Like this was <laughs> since the sack said, uh, this was a dog fight. Like <laughs> this was this was not a dog fight. This was throwing two rats into a paper bag and like yeah. it out the window. <laughs> it was so awful. This is th- we I would imagine very soon we will probably get an update that Sam Pittman has been or he has resigned or something, right? Because that Arkansas had been fighting in all of these games. And yes, it did not they just didn't look like they did anything in this game. Like, is that is that what you saw? I I was really worried about this game because Arkansas. Well, they came off the BYU game, the Alabama game, and there was another one, LSU game. Like, oh crap! Like, <laughs> we're gonna go to this game. It's not even gonna be pretty because they're they're just gonna be mad and just want to take it out. And no. I think that's what a lot of people thought, right? Like, I, I thought, I don't know. I, I, I felt like, well, they have been so close. They have been so close, and I just, see, I'm looking at my, my Twitter feed right now just to see, like, all right, anything on Pittman? And I don't see anything yet. But that that's what it feels like, right, is it, this might be reset time for Arkansas. Um, I don't know, man. This is a, this is a bad situation. Bad situation yeah. for Arkansas. Uh, I would, I will imagine it will get rectified eventually. I don't know who they would hire. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm kind of wondering who you get. But it's, it, 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 they got money. You know they got money. Oh, Tyson Chicken and Jerry Jones. Exactly. They could reset the entire market if they want to, but I don't think they want to yet. So we'll, I don't know. Yeah. If, you, maybe if, maybe if y'all ever go to Fayetteville, it is like Tyson Chicken on everything there. <laughs> <laughs> and that indoor track facility was amazing when we went. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Big Ten right quick. Michigan forty nine, Michigan State zero. Did you see the the Hitler stuff from last <laughs> night? I mean, good lord, that was like, that was like <laughs> the guy that was like, I got to run the bathroom real quick. Do you mind holding us down? And his buddy's like, I want to dick with him. <laughs> that's that's hundred percent what happened. It felt like they said that they said that this was a third party like trivia team that they that they got this from, and they apparently didn't do their due diligence. Like, I, I don't know why you would ever do it. Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Like, just you know, but obviously there is a market for uh for trivia situations for jumbotron yeah. so maybe uh maybe more people get, need to get into that yeah like that was stuff. <laughs> the, when i first saw that i was like are they trying to say that about michigan and they were like oh like no it's well, it just it was a bad idea it was yeah. a bad idea from the word go uh minnesota minnesota 12 iowa 10 okay a- as you can see here i was go ahead touchdown wiped off after fair catch call so the kid waves his arm this way and you know he re- he returned it for a touchdown the question is like if if he had not waved his arm would he've still returned it because did anybody slow down like how did it affect the play right to me uh it really doesn't matter because you can't 
<laughs> it's not like the officials cheated you out of a win over Minnesota. What what got you out of a win against Minnesota is the fact that you had two offensive yards in the second half. Two. Like, <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. This Iowa team is just putrid on offense. And yet, they're 6-2, and 3-2 and two in the Big Ten. And, I mean, they can still win the West. You got a thought on the uh, the Hawkeyes here? They let me down. They always but, do. But when there was so speaking of that that fair catch, like I watched that a few times. Wasn't there one? This is good gracious, probably ten years ago. Somebody waved, but they were like, "No, you had to do two waves or something." And he he was waved it. He, he did something. He waved one arm one time or something. Caught the ball and returned it, and everyone stopped. Uh, in, North uh, North Texas uh, against Arkansas, when Chad Morris yeah. was there. Okay, yeah, it was it was something ridiculous, and it was like, what that looked like a fair. This was that. Yeah, that was hey, like you, you could tell somebody like get out of the way or something. It's like it wasn't. I thought it had to be over the head. The I so technically it's supposed to. Uh, well, not technically. How about this? Not technically. Uh, the rules have shifted multiple times where if you signal to like get away from it or whatever, like you can't be waving your arms above like your waist. Like if it goes above like where your shoulders are, even if you're doing it this way instead of this way, any of that can be interpreted as, hey, it's a fair catch. So it makes the other team slow down. And what they found is like there were some teams that were using that to like, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just don't count on a punt return to win the ball game. Yeah, yeah. Like, get more than you, two yards. Yeah, don't let Mich- don't let Minnesota be this close in the game. And would they win the Iron Pig or something like that? Oh, it's the Floyd of Rosedale. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's come it. on, that's man. It. <laughs> Floyd of Rosedale is the best trophy in college football. Yes, that pig like, okay, is incredible. It's like the big pig. I was like, I can't remember the name of it. Cheers to the pig. Cheers to the pig. Um, let's see. Rutgers 31, Indiana 14. I think that we might be seeing the end of the Tom Allen era in Indiana. The issue might be the buyout. I uh, don't know that they can really afford to buy him out and hire somebody else. But we'll see. We will see. Um, if not, I mean, they've already fired the offensive coordinator, which, I mean, Walt Bell, I never thought was a great hire anyway. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing next. Uh, hey, Rutgers, by the way, got to bowl eligibility with this. First time that they will have been to a bowl since joining the Big Ten. So cheers to Greg Schiano and that bunch uh, for uh, for getting there. Wisconsin and Illinois. Boy, I'm so mad about this one because I had Illinois in this game. And <laughs> since the sack jumped in, he said uh, Indiana deserves better. He said, I work at a dispensary in Fredericksburg, and I absolutely love the analysis. Giving folks their orders of winning cures is an amazing workflow combo. I love that. I love that. <laughs> we appreciate you. All right, so. Wisconsin, they score seven points through three quarters. And Indiana, not Indiana, excuse me, Illinois, their uh, their defensive lineman gets tossed out of the game for targeting or whatever. And as soon as that happens, all of a sudden, Wisconsin can run the ball again, and they can do whatever they want to, throwing the ball or whatever. This lock kid who was awful last week and really awful through the first three quarters, all of a sudden... They can move the ball, and now they get 18 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win this game on the road, and you know Brett Bielema had to be 
incredibly irritated mm-hmm. because I certainly was, and I have nothing to do with either one of those states or teams. So, so this was uh, Wisconsin can still win the West as well. Now they play Ohio State next week, so the tiebreaker will go back to Iowa after this. But you know, uh, since the sacks had crazy comeback, yeah, that was a disgusting game to watch. Just disgusting. Um, Northwestern nine, Nebraska seventeen. This game was gross. Uh, that's <laughs> you know Nebraska could still win the West. Like this team's four really? three. This is this is not bad. So Matt Rule doing his thing. Um, what is it? Hold on. I want to see Nebraska's schedule. I just want to see like can they get to bowl eligibility? Like who have they got? They got Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. They could win two of those. Yeah. You get a okay. Purdue and Michigan State. That's a Imgo Bosque. I bet Nebraska wins the West. They're bad, but have an identity and a good coach. Ah, uh, what's the identity? I mean, are we, are we sure that they have an identity? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, let's roll quickly. Um, what's our, oh, Pac-12. Let's talk Pac-12 right quick. Uh, I got screwed, absolutely screwed by Washington State because I had Oregon minus 20 yesterday, and I just want everybody to know that I am pissed. I am mad about it. I will not let this rest. I will bet against Washington State every week for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, Washington State scored with uh, with like a minute left in the game to, to blow my cover. Uh, Arizona State, Washington. We talked a little bit about that at the top. Uh, Huey, Ooh. this one, Michael Penix, I think, it, like we saw him get kind of banged up against Oregon. Mm-hmm. I think that you could really kind of see it in this one. He was not accurate at all. Had two interceptions in that first half. Did not look good whatsoever. Yeah, is that kind of what you saw? Yeah, that's what watching them late last night. It's like, come on, don't why are you letting Arizona State stay in this game? Like, you know, we should be up thirty-five to nothing in the first quarter. And oh, yeah. But but I figured you get the letdown. You put you know, Oregon last week. A little let down this week. Hey, you got big games coming up. So yeah, yeah I, I guess it makes sense. Uh UCLA 42 to 7 over Stanford. I mean, that they started Ethan Garbers at a quarterback. So Dante Moore back to the bench. Uh the the stud freshman. Ethan Garbers more experienced, whatever on the road. Uh didn't make mistakes. Carson Steele, you know, ran the ball like a like a wild man, three touchdowns rushing. Stanford had no answer. No answer. And that UCLA defense still awesome. Still mm. really, really good. So, cheers to that. Uh, the ACC, we talked about uh, the two biggest games in the ACC. Uh, well, let me take that back. We talked about two really crazy games. Florida State, 38-20 over Duke. We talked a little bit about that at the start. Jordan Travis is good. Uh, Duke ran the ball really well, uh, but Duke just could not hang with uh, with right. Florida State's receivers. Is that kind of what you took away from that? Yeah. It just got to the end, and Duke, it's like there's a scrambling and – Florida State just hit their stride, and they just—that's the way it goes. Yeah. Wake Forest twenty-one to seventeen over Pitt. That's a uh, again, that's two rats fighting in a paper bag. Uh, <laughs> that was that's a rough ball game. Uh, Boston College thirty-eight to twenty-three over Georgia Tech. This is the third straight year that Georgia Tech has lost to Boston College. They were up going into that fourth quarter, and Boston College scored twenty-one straight points 
to win this game by 15. Just, ugh. So, I don't, that was blah. Very blah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I went back and watched like a like a seven-minute highlight reel of that and was just like flummoxed. Like, what in the world was that? Uh, Big 12. This will be the last one we hit right quick. UCF 29, Oklahoma 31. Mm. Uh, that was interesting. This is what happens in like championship seasons, right? You, you're going to have these games where you don't expect it, and UCF showed up for this one. So yeah. props to them. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, three touchdowns, whatever. What uh, did you think about this game? I was very surprised by that. But UCF has been playing people pretty tough all year. They, they have. Just, they've had a couple of games where they got blown out, but yeah, Oklahoma just, heads to Kansas this week, so something to pay attention to. Yeah, that's uh, that could be, that could be a very very interesting game. Uh, I don't know. Texas thirty one. Still, still leaving them as like slipping in. I, I, I still oh yeah, like... that's a, the schedule is is set up for them. I mean, it's just set up. Uh, and then let's see, Texas thirty one, Houston twenty four. Uh, Dana Holgerson, the end of this game, just. Uh, he he had it. He had the opportunities mm. that they. I mean, I, Texas jumped out to a big lead, twenty-one nothing, and everybody kind of thought this thing was done. But like, huh? You know, very very strange. Very strange. So Houston didn't get it done, but did. I mean, they did cover. Uh, they are now three and four on the season, one and three in the Big Twelve. Uh, Texas just keeps on rolling. Keeps on rolling. Make sure they get back to Dallas. Uh, Baylor 32 to 29 over Cincinnati. This is, this is two not good teams. And Cincinnati, I mean, they are they are in a world of hurt, my friend. Yeah. World of hurt. Uh, Blake Shapin had 316 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cincinnati running back Corey Kiner, who came from LSU, had 15 carries, 129 yards in this one. Uh, let's see. Next three games, we'll roll through these and then we'll be done. Oklahoma State 48 to 34 over West Virginia. We talked about that. West Virginia dealing with some injuries on defense. That's certainly not great. Uh, and Oklahoma State has found themselves. They are now five and two and three and one in the Big 12. And let's see. BYU 27 to 14 over Texas Tech. Saw that coming a mile away. The game was at night. BYU are vampires. They are now 22 and 0 in their last uh, 22 night games. So pay attention. Mm. TCU who destroyed BYU last week during the day, mind you, uh, beat them like 44 to 11 or whatever last week. Well, this week, TCU was on the receiving end of that beating, and Kansas State, with the new quarterback, Avery Johnson, absolutely just smashed TCU. 41 to 3 in this game, and it really wasn't even that close. Uh, did you watch any of this game? No, I missed that one. Every time I turned this thing on, Kansas State was just running down the field. It and it was like a different player every time. <laughs> it was nuts. So Kansas State rounding the corner. They are three and one in the Big Twelve. That is the team to watch out for if Texas or Oklahoma is to not make it to Dallas. Mm -hmm. All right, I think that's gonna wrap this thing up. You got anything else you want to hit on? No, no, thank you. All right. All right. Oh, wait. Do you see the Jackson State kicker? Jacksonville State. Duh, you talking about middle of the week last week? Is that, yeah, you gave the rest the finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rich Rod. <laughs> Rich Rod. That's the way it Love goes. It. I, I had a bet on that game. <laughs> Love it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. TCU, yeah, uh, since the sacks at Kansas State at home, very, very impressive. Uh, TCU looked worse than their week one loss to Colorado. TCU ain't going back uh, to last year form again for the next decade. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I feel like TCU, like, yeah, you do really good, and then you kind of draw off, and then you, you build up, and then it's one of those teams. You, you build up, yeah. take it in. Mississippi State does this crap. Yeah. You just you build up, you just live it up when you got your good year, and then just deal with it for the rest of the time. Yes, 100%. Uh, let's see. Since the sack jumps in, very good show today, gents. Well, we certainly appreciate thank that. You. Uh, he said, Y'all killed it. Hey, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, buymeacoffee.com slash winning cures. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel. You can follow me on Telegram for all of my plays, uh, at Gary WCE over there. I'm also there at Gary WCE on Instagram and TikTok. I am on Twitter at winning cures. The BetUS College Football Show is every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure that you subscribe to that channel as well as to this channel. Subscribe to this channel, like the video, of course, jump in the comments. We love to hear from you guys. We certainly appreciate any of you that choose to spend any part of your Sunday with us or any part of any other day. Uh, let's see. Congrats on the baby again. Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. So six weeks old, doing her thing in there. Um, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you again. Strong and Healthy Rehab on all socials, Instagram, TikTok, and the YouTubes. And the YouTubes. That is what I'm talking about. All right, my friend, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, everybody take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football. And hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question... You can email me, Gary, at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.